One of my favorite guests is somebody I'm about to talk to right now. He covers Major League Baseball, has for a long time, ESPN, ESPN.com. Tim Kirkchin joins us. Tim, thank you for taking the time. Let me start. Uh, let's start in the American League. Uh, before you came on, I always get emails to ask you questions. And the first one was about the Rays. He said, does Tim have any inside scoop on what the Rays might do at the trade deadline? Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to be particularly active because they're the Rays. They don't <laughs> have a lot of funds to deal with. Now, having said that, last year they went out and got Nelson Cruz at the break, and he was instrumental in getting them as far as they got in the playoffs. So they're not averse to doing it, but it has to be something that financially fits what they can do. They can't obviously do what the Yankees and the Dodgers and a lot of other teams look do, but they have so many issues right now with their injuries. I don't know how they're going to get through this, and yet I've been saying that all year, and they just swept the Red Sox, and they're still very much in the playoff race. So never underestimate the Rays, but they need some help, and I think they'll go out and get some a reliever because there will be plenty of those available. I just don't think they're going to go get that one guy that is going to put them over the top. You, I'm sure, know this because you know a lot of uh, different things in the sport and what's happened. The American League East, everybody is over 500. It's only happened like three or four different times. you got to be surprised by that, especially by Baltimore. What's fueled Baltimore's success here? Well, first off, going into yesterday, the AL East had a 562 winning percentage. That would be the highest winning percentage by any division at the All-Star break since, you know, 1969 when divisional play began. That's how strong the AL East has been. The Orioles are an amazing story. Last year, they finished 39 games out of fourth place. They finished 39 games (laughs) behind the next worst team, in their division. That was only one other team done anything like that. And now they're over 500. They've won 10 games in a row. It's one of the best stories we've seen in, in recent years. Their bullpen is great. And all of these young pitchers, uh, hitters that kind of came up at the same time, Austin Hayes, Ryan Mountcastle, Anthony Santander, they're all starting to hit at the same time. But they're also like 10 games over 500 since Atlee Rushman showed up, and he is the the cornerstone of the franchise. They're building around him, and I don't think it's a coincidence they have started to play really well the day that guy showed up. All of a sudden, you know, Seattle narrowly missed the playoffs last year, and Tim, they've won 11 in a row. Are they for real? Yeah, I I didn't pick them to make the playoffs at the beginning of the year, but I may have to amend that because – not only did they win 90 games last year, they improved themselves in the offseason. And even though they got off to a horrendous start, they have played exceptional baseball. And not just for the last two weeks when they put this win streak together. They played this way for the last month. And it's a very impressive team. Julio Rodriguez has changed the look of that team. He's one of the best young players to come in the big leagues in a long time. And their bullpen is good, and they have plenty of starting pitching led by Robbie Ray, who has been, and Logan, um, yeah, they, they have been so good in so many different ways on their team. It's really impressive, and they're right in the middle of the playoff race. 
Is there a team more disappointing than the Angels? I mean, they fire their manager. You have Mike Trout again, who may not make the playoffs again. Would they ever entertain trading him? Uh, I don't see that happening, no. And I don't think they should. And I don't think Mike Trout wants to be traded. He is a very loyal guy. He said, I signed to play here, and I'm going to stay here. Now, would it make sense if things go completely awry here to look into this? Well, maybe it does. But I don't think it's going anything like that is going to happen. I think their bigger question is, what are they going to do with Shohei Otani? Yeah. He's a free agent after next season, and they have no plans on trading him. They want to sign him at all costs, but he really wants to win. And if they're not going to give him a chance to win, he may test free agency after next year, which puts them in a very difficult spot. If they find that they can't, if they're not confident that they can re-sign him, then they might have to trade him at some point. But I can't see that happening until a year from now when they've exhausted all opportunities to make the team better with him on the team. Tim Kirchner, our guest, covers MLB, of course, for ESPN, ESPN.com. Tim, let's switch to the National League. I had a, one of the emailers was the Marlins are only, I think, two or three games under 500. Buyers or sellers come trade time? Well, Kimming, the GM, is very aggressive, so I think they'll try to be buyers until it's clear that this isn't going to happen. I don't think they're a playoff team. I think they have too far to go to become a playoff team this year. So I think they should be they should be sellers, but within reason. They're starting to build something there. They have tremendous starting pitching led by Sandy Alcantara, and they have other pitching in their system. So they, they, they can't trade the one commodity that they have that so many others don't, and that's terrific young pitching. So I think they're just going to stay relatively pat and say, all right, we're still building something here. They may trade a veteran player or two, but I don't think they have enough there to get significantly better, and I think it would be a mistake to trade any of their great young pitching to try to make the playoffs when I think there are six or seven teams already better than them in the National League. My Mets have done a nice job with the pitching injuries. I guess DeGrom is close to getting back. But let me ask about him. He's kind of a sphinx to me, Tim. He doesn't say much, and he hasn't been really healthy. How close is he to coming back, and do you think the Mets are looking to try to keep him long-term? Well, the Mets want to keep him long-term, of course, because he's arguably, when healthy, the best pitcher in baseball. However, he has made it clear that he's going to opt out of his contract at the end of this year. That doesn't mean he's not going back to New York but it means he's going to have his contract looked at again. And I've talked to different people. Some think he's staying, some think he's leaving, but all that matters is he comes back healthy and really helps the Mets. I think that changes the equation dramatically. Let's say he comes back. Let's say the Mets win the world series and he is an integral part of that. I don't see how they could possibly let him get away and I don't see why he would want to leave if he comes in and helps pitch them to where they want to go. So I think the next four months, obviously, are going to tell us everything we need to know about the next place that Jacob DeGrom is going to pitch. 
Tim, two last questions. You know, I know the Yankees have had a phenomenal year, and they deserve everything. But nobody seems to be giving the Astros love. And and they have been terrific. What say you about the Astros? The Astros are really, really good. Uh, if they played the Yankees in the playoffs right now, I would probably think the Astros would win that series because they played the Yankees so well. The Astros have... Great starting pitching led by Justin Berlander and Framber Valdez. And they're going to get Lance McCullers back from the injured list uh, the beginning of August, likely. So that's going to be a huge boost. And we know offensively they are really good as long as they stay healthy. Ardon Alvarez, not healthy at the moment. But once he and Altuve, who got hurt last night, once they get healthy again uh, completely, then the Astros are a dynamic offensive team with great starting pitching. So they, they went to the World Series last year. I think they can go to the World Series this year, but they're going to have to go through a better Yankee team than we've seen in a long time. Final question for you. This is a bigger picture question, Tim. Um, what do you think the future of the Oakland franchise is in Oakland, and is there expansion in the league around the corner in your view? I'm not sold that we're close on expansion. I think they have to fix the Rays situation and fix the A's situation before you can expand. Those are two unhealthy franchises, even though both of them have had tremendous success on the field, especially the last five to ten years. But I think the A's, and note my hesitation, are going to get a new ballpark finally in Oakland. I think it's going to take some time. But it seems finally some real progress has been made about finding a site in that area for them to play in a new stadium because they have to get a new ballpark. And if they get a new ballpark, then they're staying and everything's going to be fine. But if they don't, then all bets are off and then expansion comes back in. But again, I don't see expanding to 32 teams when two teams, the Rays and A's, need a lot of help. Is Alonzo going to win the – our Gator Alonzo here going to win the home run derby? Yes, we're going to have a three-peat because Ooh. I've never met anybody who is more interested in winning this event <laughs> than Pete Alonzo. He loves every second of it. He's really good at it. And uh, I know he can't wait to be the first one ever to win three in a row. I'll end on that. Tim, I know how busy you are. I appreciate you very much doing this. Thanks for taking the time. My pleasure. Thanks. Okay, Tim. He really knows his stuff. Big admirer of him. Tim Kirkchen covers MLB for ESPN, ESPN.com.